The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Please enter your password. Password invalid. Please re-enter your password. Password valid. Welcome SHIELD agent to the SHIELD files. Welcome to the SHIELD files, the unofficial Marvel's Agents of SHIELD internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chilo Radio. Today is Monday, March 14th, 2016, and I'm your host, Fillion for Doc Hoskins Jr., Maurice Gatewood. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series, Casting Scoops, Spoilers, and Ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, the sensational Deidre. What's up, party people? Hey. All the way from the DC Universe and the future, Legionnaire. What's going on, Legionnaire? Not much. How's it going, agents? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And the fabulous Priscilla. Hey, guys. What's going on? So, without further ado, yeah, back at it. Without further ado, let's jump into our recap of episode 11, which was titled Bouncing Back and aired March 7th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. S.H.I.E.L.D. agents arrive in Bogota to investigate an inhuman who is stealing weapons from the police. The woman, Elena Rodriguez, is apprehended despite her super speed with the limitation of returning to where she began moving from after each heartbeat, and reveals that she was destroying the weapons to prevent their misuse by the corrupt police officers. Coulson uses the machine that restored his memories on Strucker, who's, a, who's in a vegetative state following brutal treatment by Malik's men and discovered where he contacted Malik. Coulson uses the phone there to find many of Malik's facilities, which are promptly sold by Malik. The police kidnap Morse and Hunter using their own inhuman who can temporarily petrify anyone using eye contact. And Rodriguez aids S.H.I.E.L.D. in rescuing them. Though the other inhuman is captured by Hydra, Rodriguez agrees to join the secret warriors. She remains in Colombia on call. Ellis informs Colson that the new head of the ATCU will be Glenn Talbot, who will report directly to Colson. Well, well, well. Okay, so without getting too much into the episode, what was everyone's initial reaction? Let's start with you, Legionnaire. It was fun. I thought it was fun. I liked it. I liked it. Priscilla. (laughs) It didn't feel like it was starting up a season. It just felt like it went right back from, I don't know, like episode two or three of another. It doesn't feel like the beginning of something, but it's still a great episode. I liked it. Deidre? I actually liked the episode greatly. Good. <laughs> well, I agree. Say that all 
I agree 100% with Priscilla. It was a really good episode, but I just felt like, you know, it was already taped. It was already in the, in the you know, it was it was already keyed up and ready to go. And they just did, you know, and it was a break. I had this illusion in my mind that, oh, they were doing something like, like extra filming over the break to, you know, make things maybe coincide with the movie and all this stuff. But it just seemed like, okay, this is the next episode. But a really good next episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so, you know, we open with this this scene. Um, the, it, it, you know, the caption said three months from now. And we see this ship, or I thought it was a Quinjet, I wasn't sure. And and it explodes. I, did anyone get anything from that, or did it just seem like? Yeah, yeah I, I did. did. What'd you get from it? What'd you get from it? I was just kind of like, who wears a cross? And then we find out like later that uh, Elena wears a cross. I'm just kind of like, is she dead? Is she like up in space, like gone? And then a couple of people I talked to online said that it might be Mac who died. And I was like, what? How, what did I miss? Did any of you guys catch anything like that? Well, Not Mac, he's, he's guided by his faith as well. So, Do you agree, Legionnaire? Well, no, I, I just I made the connection with the cross. I linked it directly to uh, Elena right away. That was my first Ellie? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it had something to do with the movie. I was thinking, too. I was thinking that maybe it's a tie-in with the movie somehow. Um, I, but later, I, I was just like, when Matt, when Mac said he, you know, he's got it by his faith as well. Um, you don't really know if anyone was on the... I mean, you don't really see someone, so... No, but right after it, don't right after it um, comes back to the present time, it says three. Well, it says it's like three months from now or something. And isn't that when the movie right comes now. out? Mm-hmm. And and when it and before it blows up, you do see the you see, do see the emblem on a uniform. Yeah, which implies that, see, there's, that there's somebody on it. But can you tell whether it's on somebody though? Um, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I would, I would think because because it looked like there were like droplets of blood too that were kind of yeah. I saw blood and I saw the, the cross sh- and I was like, mm-hmm. does that mean someone's dead in three months? Uh, but it looked like the jacket know. that everybody was wearing. I mean, Bobby, not Bobby, the other one, Hunter had on the jacket and um. Daisy had on the jacket, and um, it looks like the same kind of jacket, though you can't tell who it is because, you know, Hunt, uh, Link, or God, Jesus Christ, Hunter's just as small as Daisy is, so it's kind of, kind of hard oh, to tell. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh, the, the shit so is real. <laughs> <laughs> that was a read. That was a read. I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't mean to go, go in on Hunter like that. Me? Uh-huh. Okay. Seriously, seriously, yes. Yeah. So, well, let's come back. Jacket. Jacket. Well, let's come back to the present. So we'll, we'll 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 let that stew and see what develops with that situation. So we're in we're in Bogota. 
Colombia. And um, we see this, this sort of hijacking or distilling of weapons and, and, um, and uh, what, what did you think was going on at first? Before you found out anything about Elena and all that, what did you think was initially going on with, with that? I, I had confused. forgotten about the spoilers that we had talked about, so I was just kind of like, it's a speedster, it's someone who's going really quickly and taking this stuff, because you see kind of like the blur, and I'm like, wait, Quicksilver's Marvel, but he's not supposed to be, like, for S.H.I.E.L.D., so it has to be somebody else, and then I'm just like, wait, where are we? We're in Colombia, which means, oh my god, it's Yo-Yo, like, ah, like, I was, I was stoked. Yes, I had that same moment. <laughs> Very, very I did. I did. I was like, "Oh my God, Valentine, show yo, somebody moving fast, yay!" <laughs> right. a, a very cool power set, and also the way they depicted it, the way the special effects, um, the way it was depicted, I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was. I, I just. I thought I, there were a lot of technical things this episode that I really liked, um, and uh, one of them was the way that the power they showed her power, and even the sound effects. Like a lot of times we don't think about it; we think all the visual effects when people are using their powers and stuff. But you know, a lot of that is added in afterwards. You know, like even like on Arrow when they shoot the arrows and stuff, they don't arrows don't sound like that really. Like you know. They, they add a lot of that in. So I thought it was really cool the way they depicted her powers. Um, I like the actress that they got to play her because she looked like a real person. You know what I mean? She's like an average. Yeah. Isn't Yo-Yo like super young in the comics? Yeah. Like she she's is. Daisy's age, isn't she? Yeah, in the comics she is. She's around the same age as Daisy. But Elena, like looks older like i don't know yeah, maybe like in her 30s like yeah I, yeah she's yeah on the show she struck me as as being a little older yeah i think i like that though she's supposed to well daisy though but daisy in the comics though to me and also like and when she's ever she's been animated she seems a little not older, but like maybe late twenties. Like she's not like like a young young mutant. You know what I mean? Like she always seemed to me like to be in her mid to late later twenties. She never seemed to be like a teen. You know, like teen mutant. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. You know, um, she's supposed to be kind of the age of Angelina Jolie in Hackers because that's what she's based off of. Yeah, I was gonna say I would I would. I wouldn't have pegged her as a teenager, but I would have. I would have thought more like early twenties. Twenties, yeah. Yeah. They really don't age in comics too much, do they? Well, they yeah, age all over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very nebulous, so it's all over the place. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, oh poor, poor Kitty Pride. She's barely out of high school, and then she's like running for Congress, and then not, and then she yeah. Gets that was the first name that came to my mind, Maurice. I saw it was Kitty Pride. When you guys were talking about the whole age thing, it was Kitty Pride. I'm like, oh gosh, she never aged ever. Oh uh, well, you kind of 
you kind of see that also if you watch the movies, like through like X Men one, two, and three. She's she's played by a different actress all the time, and they're all different ages. And yes, different exactly. Ages. Oh. <laughs> it kills. Me. Well, like, <laughs> in X two, uh, that little scene wasn't that Patrick Stewart's, uh, um, not his daughter, but. You know, she just kind of runs through the wall with a folder in her hand, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, oh, the one, yeah. The house. Yeah, but, but she was very young in that, in that you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Helen Page played her uh, in, the, in the other movies. So, yeah, yeah I think that was soon. I, I liked Elena. Um, I liked they. She was a little hard, you know. I think they wanted somebody to look like they'd been through a little bit, but uh, I, li- I like the actress that that uh, that they chose. Um, the and, um, Elena, Elena Rodriguez. No, no relation to Deidre Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got this. We've got to see with uh, with, with Coulson and um, and May, and they're meeting with POTUS, you know, to try to get this information on Gideon Malik. I was surprised. I was a little bit surprised with with that scene, but um, yeah, apparently George Lo- uh, George ah uh, George Bush is still like in fucking office because I was just kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hey. are we assuming that Donald Trump won this shit? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> Talk about alternate realities. Yeah, I was just like, okay, all right, uh, okay. You brought me back to Touch Brush. But it was, it, was, it was a really interesting scene. So, and I keep trying to find, maybe I should stop, but I keep trying to find these, like, is this going to lead, is this going to somehow connect with the movie? Because, you know, you, you have this whole sort of like superhero registration uh, thing that's going to come about with Civil War. And then you've got you've got um, them meeting with the president about you know doing things undercover, or under the radar, and whatnot. And is that going to sort of tie in with the I movies? Think the and comics, it, don't the don't the Secret Warriors never like the that grouping never registers. Right. So, I- I'm wondering whether, like, those Apple watches that they use beforehand, like, just they-, they they don't ever like put themselves as something. And now that like Potus kind of like knows, hey, these people they're working with Shield. Shield's supposed to be Black Ops. These people mm. don't exist. So I don't even think it's gonna try and tie in with the movie that way. Hmm. Okay. They gotta give us something. <laughs> like, no, such dreams. I want more time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Let him, let him, you know, let him, you know. Oh, that button. Where'd that button come on? I think that fell off the Scott Witch's jacket. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Oh, Wanda Maximoff left her brush at my house. You know, something shit. You know. <laughs> 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 Uh, but better than they did in season one, though, because mm. some of yeah. those tie-ins were just, like too clunky and and forced to, to you know to really matter. 
But uh, yeah, so so let's let's talk about these this um, a little bit with Elena. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about Elena, but I was a little I was a little bit fascinated by her, you know, and her how she believed her powers were a gift from God, and um, how they were um, stealing the weapons to you know get rid of them. So she you know she was already I guess a vigilante so to speak. Um, yeah, I love that she kind of like they, they kind of mirror how she feels like it's a gift from God, and how mm. Lincoln feels that it's um, their way to evolve and to like survive. It made kind of yeah, perfect sense, and I love. Yeah, and I love that the way um, her and Joey communicated. Like, if you understand Spanish, there was a ton of like little jokes, like. <laughs> that you really don't get like they didn't translate it perfectly mm-hmm. but oh, it was it was awesome like it, the the little like spanish part of me was like yes i'm glad i was so surprised that you know i was very surprised that there wasn't you know like a little bit where it was like okay she's from colombia and he's from america and the accent's a little bit different and the words a little bit different and she wasn't like what the hell are you talking about you know to some degree or anything because I know sometimes there's like little little nuances of the, the, the languages like the dialect or something that are off like I know sometimes. I have friends from Puerto Rico and friends like from Mexico and they just sometimes look at each other like what the hell are you talking about and other people are like you speak the same language no we don't you both speak Spanish. What are you talking about? Some words are like, different. Some dialects, the, the, the word for rice is the same as the word for yeah. milk. Yeah. Halia, another funny dialect. Enough, you know, funny you know. enough, the the person who plays uh, Elena, Natalia Cordova Buckley, she's from DF, she's from Mexico. And the guy mm-hmm. who, who plays Joey... Juan Pablo Rava is Colombian. Is Colombian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> born, born Wrong way around, but sure. Raised in Spain. He was raised, born in Colombia, raised in Spain, and then moved back to Colombia. Isn't that his story? Like he was born in Colombia, oh. raised in Spain, and then moved back to Colombia. Um, he's actually, uh, I was reading some a little bit about him. He's done a lot of, been in a lot of sort of big Venezuelan movies and a bunch of telenovelas and stuff. Um, mm. But he doesn't. When he speaks English, he doesn't have. I don't hear at all. Accent. He's really yeah. good. That's the point. Really, so he's not. He's not limited. You know the way some mm. actors. You know. You know he's very. I, I I like him in the role. I like that they've expanded his his role too. So. Um, so Elena is this like kick-ass, proactive. Uh, character. I, I, let's have a moment of silence for her cousin, though, because he got, you know, he got jacked yeah. up. I felt yeah, so bad. I was but wasn't that fast? Like, I'm here for my cousin. And I was like, D- mm-hmm. red shirt, you're gonna die. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that you brought up what, what, um, what Lincoln um told Gemma Priscilla, because I thought that was fascinating when he said um, that their powers aren't random, but fulfill yeah. an evolutionary need at the time. And I was going to ask each of you, 
if you if you thought that was how interesting you thought that was. I thought it was really interesting. It made him seem so much hotter. It really did. Just his intelligence. Just, <laughs> <laughs> his intelligence just brought out his hotness even more. That's what Peter got. That's what Peter got from that. You know. No. I'm just a little hot. But when we lost one another, I'm like, God damn it, really? Fuck. I couldn't leave. I want Joey. Man, his hotness just oozes. It's you don't see too. It's a few out there. They just ooze. He just oozes that stuff. But yeah, that was pretty interesting, and I wasn't expecting to hear that. I, I didn't. I didn't realize he was um, as educated as he, or should I say, he has researched and done as much digging as he as he has to be able to say something like that. That was interesting. Well, remember when he first showed up, he was sort of like an officer, you know, in that whatever. Yeah. I don't know the, but he was, you know, he was one of the gatekeepers, you know, for for um, Daisy's mom, you know. Right. So I, I think he was sort of more informed about what went on with them than a lot of the other Inhumans. Remember, like there were those Inhumans that were just kind of there, you know, you didn't even know what powers they had or whether they even had gone through the change or whatever, but, um, you know, there was some that were kind of in the inner circle a little bit. So mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was, you know, because you always talk, you talk about uh, evolution and stuff with the, with the mutants in the Marvel universe. And I know you can debate whether they're trying to replace the mutants, the inhumans with the mutants because they can't use the mutants. So, um, but it did have those kind of overtones a little bit. But the mutants' powers always seem to be kind of random. That's why I thought it was fascinating because because you know you always you know mutant powers always seem sort of random unless you have the same powers as your parents, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I yeah. thought it was funny that she considered it like a gift, whereas like the first half of the season almost everyone else thought of it as a curse. Like Everybody had to kind of like develop it. Even Daisy, to like an extent, like hated her powers at the beginning. She just wanted to get rid of them. And you have this person who's like, "Yeah, I know what they are, and I can control them myself. I learned how to do that." And she has. That's, I was gonna say that was the one thing that I thought was really cool. How she was like, "Well, you know, I don't need you all. I mean, I know how to control my powers. I've taught myself, and you know, I figured all this out for myself. So you all swooping in thinking that I need you. It's like, no, I, I got this. <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. And she, yeah, it just right, makes she me Go ahead. Yeah, it just makes me wonder whether, like, it, is she gonna like meditate and like learn how to like stretch her heartbeat? I can't help but feel that like she knows how to control her powers, but I feel she could do more by like I don't know, like learning through meditation how to like stretch the time between heartbeats and like just go faster, go a larger distance. I don't think it's about meditation. Well, she's a, her, 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 the limitation is how, how far she moves after each heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But I but she's learning as she goes. So I think it's good that she's learned as much as she has so far. Yeah. Well, I think I think what Priscilla is saying is that she if she learned how to slow down her because I mean, look at the situation she's in. They're really right. high 
fake situation. <laughs> so the more intense the situation, the faster her heart is going to be. So I think what Priscilla was talking about is like she needs to learn a way to sort of slow her, slow her roll, so to speak, mm-hmm. to give her right. more, of a, more, of a, uh, more of an advantage. But I mean, damn, she must. She when they said she was, when they said how fast she was moving, I was just like, wow, amazing. Uh-oh. Yeah, they only caught one frame of her on the on the camera, didn't they? Barely. Just like yeah. her standing and then her like running and that's it. Right. Yes. It was like one sixteenth of a second or something. I don't even yeah. know if it was that. Uh, I I know I said this already, but I just I love the way that they depicted her powers. And then in those instances where they would actually slow it down, sort of you know, the way they do it on the flash, but they didn't, you know, it it looked really cool. You know, I I just thought it was really cool. And you don't for some reason, certain powers, they tend not to give women characters. I don't know what it is. Like, there are not a lot of female speedsters, you know, not in the Marvel side. So, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. so I, th- I, th- I think it's cool to see a power that's, that's you know, purely physical like that. That's what we're doing. It's but, uh, definitely awesome. I, I think I think fan reaction. Hopefully, it was really good to her, and that they'll they'll listen to the fans and bring bring her back. Because I thought she was I thought she was pretty badass. She was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, and plus to have a character, you know, I don't know if they bring her back and she starts to speak more English or or whatever. But you know, I was cool with the fact that she only spoke in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I thought it was authentic. You know, we we tend to sometimes we have these characters from other countries, and you know they speak. Perfectly. Somehow they're like English exchange students or something. <laughs> and speak English, English exchange. Yes, yes. So they always want them to be Spanglish, and then now you got some. Now you want the sh- the shinglish as you said. Yes, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this a shinglish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good for Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Okay, so let, let, let's talk about a little bit about the big bad and this well the the, the bad guys. Other than the, the corrupt police force in Bogota. Um so we finally see um, Gideon. Good hmm? Good ward. That, yes. That's what I was calling him. Fucking Everlighter's <laughs> ward or whatever the fuck is. Now we know he's Hive, right? For yes. sure. Yes. Okay. We yeah. I, I was calling him Zombie Ward, but okay. So we got <laughs> we got Gideon Gideon Malik and Zombie Ward, and <laughs> this is remember I said earlier like there were some technical aspects of this episode that I thought was so good and one of them was the makeup yeah you know Ward's makeup makeup. I was like that is as good as any zombie movie I've ever seen that was so good you know did you notice notice his hat there's a hand where his chest is like it the imprint Mm -hmm. of it is actually there yes I saw that I thought it was I thought that was excellent it, I mean, very, very cool piece of continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the prosthetics and the, the makeup, um, 
the makeup on the people who got I, um, the one character that has the um, the Medusa, uh, not Medusa Inhuman, but Medusa like Greek mythology type powers. Yes. Oh, you mean so, the one that knocked what's her name on her ass? Oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gorgon. Now, when, when they were knocked out, that makeup that they used on them, I don't know if it was part makeup, part CGI, but that looked really good too. Because I were, think like, it was like more CGI and more like Bison. At Sergeant like Bison from fucking Street Fighters sunglasses that were doing like the movie magic there. <laughs> oh, I, mean, no, I, mean, I mean the victims. Yeah. Oh, okay, like the grayness, like them just yeah. like it wasn't out. even gray. It was like uh, Sephora, not Sephora. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about shopping. <laughs> I was trying to get the color right, but you know my brain is scrambled. So yeah. I, just, I, I thought it was done really well. I, th- I just I thought it too. was really well. Like, because they could have just had them, like, pass out, you know, but the fact that they did the whole, you know, you know I, I just thought there was attention to detail to in, in the makeup, this, you know. I like that they didn't make them gray. I like they gave them that color that whatever the name of it is, it's not black and white, it's the other one, whatever it is. Well, see, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Because they had like that that really light like brownish or tannish tint, so it was like really different, like nothing you'd ever seen before. That was very cool. Yeah, I I loved how like they they worked everything, but I kind of like speaking towards like David Tulin because he he mentioned like last time, and I mentioned it that that Ward was kind of like going around like as the same sort of character, and he was getting tired. In this one, like the like the guy who plays Ward, like props to him. He's completely different. Like he's I don't know, he's a monster. And it's like he, Brett he, Dalton is, is doing good. He is he, he, yes. He legit freaks me out like eating his turkey leg, like mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, I did not like him as the original. His original character of Grant Ward, I was just like, oh, he's got he's got a stick wedge somewhere. He was just so I, I, when he turned when he turned evil, I was like, yes. And then you can really see that Brett Dalton is a good actor. I mean, he's a good actor, you know. And and um, you realize he was just playing Ward, the original version of Ward. He was just playing him the way he was told to play him. You know what I mean? It was very straight laced, very, you know, I'm the perfect agent. I'm the, you know, you know, I never do anything wrong, you know. But, you know, now you see this whole, it's got to be fun for him because you see this whole range of, of, you know, even from this to his original evilness to how it was tempered with him and Agent 33, you know, he's had to go. He's still evil, but he's had to go through all these different kind of nuanced versions of being evil. So that's that's got to be great for him. But uh, Malik is more of your typical mu- mustache twirling, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> Billy that we, we we see on all of these shows. You know, he's a little bit Damien Dark. He's a little bit, you know, you know, he's one of those kind of kind of characters I don't always appreciate but um the actor that they got to play him is you know we've 
you know, we've grown up seeing them all our lives playing. Food, food, yeah. food, yes. Yeah, yeah. Powers, 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 food. Yeah, yeah you know, he, you can't go wrong with Powers, Powers, food, you know. But um, I just thought, just, you know, you don't think of superhero type genre things as, as, as having like really significant sort of horror elements. But there was one time when Grant turned his head and I was just like, that was creepy as hell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you see that look of Powers Booth's face? Like, I, I done fucked up. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, cool. What, what the hell I didn't ask for here? <laughs> Oh, cool. And uh, I, I thought I was. Uh, how, how cool was it how they got the information out of Baby Zucker uh, <laughs> to find Malik? Yeah. Priscilla, did you have any uh, any uh, flashbacks to uh, Whitney? Uh, <laughs> Whitney, the way oh. she she get information out of people. I felt so bad for for Baby. Whatever the fuck his name, like baby monster, like because he was just kind of like kill me, kill me, and I was just like, where have I heard this from? Phil, like Colson, this you said the same shit when this was happening to you. How are you doing this? Like, Colson's gotten cold. He's cold, son. Like no, th- th- mm-hmm. I think that's what this this uh, this arc is gonna be about. How he's changing from the Colson that we know before to someone that's a lot more hard and how the agents are going to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll Colson. Hey, if we, <laughs> we, we can say Jarvelous, we can say Colson. Okay. Yes, we can. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't feel too bad for, um, I mean, you know, Zucker, that, well, he was overconfident and overestimating his, his, uh, his uh, power, you know, when he first came on the show and he realized he was out of his depth, um, you know. How far Hydra's spread had gone. Like, again, like, he was really idealistic. Like, he feels kind of like Cap in that Mm. everything has, like, a, a there's, like, white and there's black and that's it. There's no grays. There's nothing in between. But now he knows he, like, he lives in the gray. Like, there, there's more ambiguity in everything. Like, he, this is the same guy who crushed a man's chest with it, with his robot arm. Like, he can't come back from that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've seen Colson kind of go from a... Um, to me, Coulson, even from the original movies, was a spoof of this sort of um, dragnet characters. Remember those old TV shows with the yeah. characters with the fedoras and, excuse me, man, I'm going to use a few questions. You know, that kind of thing, you know, a throwback to that, you know, sort of 50 secret agents, sort of, you know, very straight laced. And, 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 and then now we see him kind of. You know, we've seen him go through through everything, everything. You know, and just sort of, you don't have to recreate himself. Be recreated and re- recreate himself. So, yeah. How about the whole Parasite sent me? What, what was that? Sent Parasite sent me. We went to like Parasite. Yeah. And I went to Prince. <laughs> we went to Prince together. When he called Gideon, 
that's what got me Gideon was just kind of like I thought he was going to be like oh shit but he just seemed kind of like unfazed by it why do you think that was the biggest mistake you made I tell you now that was a big mistake <laughs> I think he because he's got something else up his sleeve I mean you know he's got um, Ward and he's got whatever Ward has in him and I honestly think he believes he has more power than he does. Like, like he thinks he's controlling things and yes. Colson has nothing. And I think that was such a big mistake on his part to, to have that mindset of being as cool and crisp as he was and just like blase to a degree. I think it was a mistake. Priscilla, what did you, what did you think of Hydra's technology when they came and scooped up... Um scooped up the prisoner, the inhuman guy. Is it weird that like, I flashed back to something that Ward told them, um, I think last season, which is just kind of like, and this is why Hydra will always win, which is like, while you guys are questioning what to do mm-hmm. and whether or not to take someone in, they've already taken the shot. Exactly. Like I, I was just kind of like, Fuck, like, you guys, like, poke his eyes, do fucking something, but, like, neutralize him and take him, like, don't let, like, you can't just let someone that's bad free with their powers that way. Well, I mean, it did subdue him. Like, I'm not a good guy. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I mean, they, I, I they did subdue him. Go ahead, I'm sorry for so. No, it's just kind of like, this guy, cold, like, capped someone, like, that 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 supposedly like like your allies like relative like he's been doing real shit things and obviously he's used your powers on like your operatives. This is a whole new shield. You guys are black ops. There is like no coming back. Like you guys are uh, aren't like just a clean moral slate anymore. So take advantage of this. Like don't just let like an, an airplane come out of nowhere and take out t- and take your prisoner. What the hell? I think that's what's going to happen, though. I think the fact that the Col- that Colson had that conversation that he had in the beginning um, mm-hmm. with uh, what's his name, and you know they laid the ground rules, and he's like, "We're we're this, and he's that, and everything is separate," or you know, "You're that, and we're separated. We're black ops. You don't know anything we're doing." Plus, with Colson's changed attitude, I think this just may have been like a little gift or a decoy or gift or anything. Other than what we expect, because remember, after the woman initially got killed, Colson did everything against the grain of what he usually did. From the second she died, he started changing his entire game. So I wouldn't think that anything that he's doing now is anything usual. It wouldn't be anything business as usual. Everything, I think, is a ploy if it looks like business as usual when it comes to Colson. Right now, I don't know anything that he's doing should be trusted by anybody on the other side saying, oh, this is his normal game. I wouldn't believe it for anything now. Especially because he keeps thinking about that woman. Oh, no. As long as she's like front and center in his mind, I don't think he's going to do anything as usual. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's not in my mind at all anymore, though, because when they look down at the carpet, I'm like, why are y'all looking at dirty carpet? Did someone else die? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're thinking, oh, somebody needs to clean this carpet. (laughs) Daisy, can't you shake some of that dirt out of that carpet? (laughs) You know, that's like, Jean Grey can answer a phone, vacuum the carpet, cook dinner and all this shit, you know. You know, what can you do? You know, do something with it. Um, But yeah, on a a lighter note, 
uh, we um, Gemma blurts out that she misses Fitz, and then they have that whole conversation where she tells him that he's been nothing but extraordinary this whole time. And they kind of make a fresh start. Did you think it was touching? Did you think it was uh, uh, moving uh, moving things forward, resolving things? Or did you think it was a little too Scooby-Doo, like wrapped up too fast? I'm going to say, as someone who like loves comic book series like and, and loves watching them play out in television and film, they drag out like love triangles and like <laughs> angst so fast fucking much and I really appreciate when they when they take this um uh they take this uh supposed scene where like she could be like oh you killed Will but maybe he wasn't well like they could have stretched this out this whole season and you know it but instead she was like no I know what you did and I'm I'm okay with that, but I know that like so much has like gone on with us. What we need to do is to just take some steps and start fresh. And I like that. I appreciate that. No more I like angst. That. I like that with Jenna since she's come back. She does not mince words anymore. I mean, she was you know the culprit of not saying a lot of stuff or keeping it in, but now she's just like. She'll wait maybe, you know, a little bit, but then she'll just get right out. She'll just say it and put it right out there now since she's come back from uh, from the, the monolith place. But Well, I'm, I'm going to go way back. I think after after Gemma went under um, undercover oh. at Hydra, there was changes even then. You know, she... Yeah. I don't know what the, what the appropriate term is since so she's female, but you don't say she grew grew some balls, but she grew some big ovaries after after. At Hydra, and and you got to see that she was an agent. You know, you really saw that she was an agent, and and uh, that's what we saw the initial, I think, kind of separation sort of start between. Between her and Fitz, you know, you know she grew an ass. She, she grew she's an grown ass. so much from the girl that's like, I don't want to be part of your bad girl shenanigans to like <laughs> starting up some shit herself. Like, and oh my god, I'm I'm sorry, like for anyone else out there who's like shipping like Lincoln and her now because they really did have like a really cool like science rules like scene together, but like please don't like they're awesome as friends and. I loved that scene. I liked Je- uh, Gemma interacting with not, not just it, like not being in their own little world. Mm-hmm. I don't think Gemma likes nerdy guys. Because when she likes I, I like triplet. Remember, there was a little with triplet. There was a little bit with yeah. uh, um, with um, who's the cyborg? Uh, Deathlock. I still yeah. think mm-hmm. she slept with them both. Yeah, it was a little it was bit like they yummy. Uh, yeah, I think Jim. I don't think Jim is into nerdy guys to date. You know what I mean? Mm. But I thought it was real touching when they talked about when they met. I thought that was interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, and when they introduced themselves, which they reintroduced themselves, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. They did their little handshake. That was cool. <laughs> So, and another light moment, Daisy and Lincoln. But we knew they were kind of, they were, we knew they were whatever. He's too they much are. man for her. He is like a what? man. Of- 
Ooh. Ooh, did I just get under your skin? Ooh. <laughs> that was just kind of like, make her was... out, like last time. <laughs> Ooh, Priscilla, I was just so not serious. You were like, what? What? Okay, I'm like, are, are you uh, are you giving up on on Mac? Weren't you like the one that was just like, I love Mac. He's awesome. I do love Mac. Are you oh my thinking? I, I like <laughs> men. Let me just say that one more time to the audience. I like men. I like a certain kind of man. I don't stick to one type of man. I like men. So now that that is out there, don't, don't, don't try to keep me tethered to one person, whatever you do. <laughs> Mac is the man, and Lincoln is the man, and they are just like you know the hotness. The hotness is the hotness, so that's pretty much it. I don't discriminate against hotness. I do not. Hotness is a rainbow of colors. I taste the rainbow, honey. The rainbow is except apparently short because she doesn't like. I don't like short. Like short. You got to be tall enough to touch the rainbow. Yes. I mean. Fitz is the shortest guy on the show. Brett uh, uh, Dalton is six one. I think I don't even know how tall Henry Simmons is. Mm. He's he's at least six three, I think. Ooh, um, lovely. And uh, you know, so okay, so this is the touching. Consider that stolen. I'm taking that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What did you think of the scene between uh, May and, and Coulson when she when she eventually tells him you joined the cavalry? I love their friendship. I really, really like the friendship. I like the relationship. I, mm. I, I, it's so wonderful. I, I, I like the way they're able to speak to each other. And you know what? He doesn't yell at May like he'll yell at everybody, like he yells at everybody else. He respects her. Not saying he doesn't respect anyone else, but she is on such a higher level in, in his in his mind. I like the way they have those moments. I really do. Mm. Yeah. I never really felt they had to be romantic or they had to be friends or like any. They're just both such really strong characters and in this one, it's like, I don't know what's, like, the fact that she called him, that, that he joined the cavalry, something that she absolutely hated being called before, but it just kind of shows that, like, you've been through shit. Like, the, the depth of that scene is mm. great. I loved it. Well, I think, too, she finally can look him in the eye and say, now you see what I've felt. Yes. Right. Right. When when he wanted her to do things, and you know, she was just like, "No, I don't want to." And he's like, "Yeah, you, you have to." But now that he's seen it from her point of view, now now they have a real mutual, you know, respect for each other. So the last couple of things we sort of see in the episode is Zombie Ward showing his powers, and then we see Glenn Talbot being named the head of the ATCU. What type of powers do you think Ward was displaying? For a second, I thought he was Sandman. I was like, wait, wait, whoa. <laughs> it looked like, it did, it did look like, who was, who was the X, uh, X-Men character? Um, 
from the Middle East. She was one of that, in that sort of new generation. Um, what's she called? Sand? It's killing me that I know who you're talking about, what's but that? I what? don't know. There oh, was a character called... There was a there was a mutant uh, called Dust. 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 Yeah. Yes. I it love Legion. Yes. It kind of looked like her powers. Like, mm-hmm. like he was going to strip the bones off of somebody. Strip the meat off someone's bones or something. It, oh my god. Oh. It feels. I think that it that they're like spores because like you saw like it's kind of like larva or something that infects like the brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. What he said before, like I, you'll believe once he does, like like he uses the spores and like infects them and like makes them, I don't know, like little baby larvae. Or, or maybe he can turn people into zombies like him. Oh my god! I, no, Iron Chef! No, like. Wow! <laughs> 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 uh, wow! It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel Television and Cinematic Universes. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alrighty, well, we're going to start with ratings. Um, this week, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. hit a series low. Watched in, yeah, no. no. Watched in 3.5 million households and averaged a rating of 1.1. So, yeah, not so good, but, you know, we're still going to be faithful watchers and it's going to be all right. I'm, I'm just going to speak that out into the universe. It's going to be mm-hmm. all good. Um, and some information on the next episode, season three, episode 12, uh, is going to be called The Inside Man. And the synopsis on that is as follows. Uh, Colson and General Talbot are forced to team up and attend a symposium on Inhumans where they believe Malik has an inside man. But a surprising traitor is revealed. The promo is giving us the return of the absorbing man and some inf- more information, some more action on the secret warriors, and more with the uh, petrifying Gorgon. Indeed, in next week's episode, a traitor is revealed to be compromising Colton's agenda, though the more pertinent question may not be who, but why. The kicker of the next episode also uncorks a twist that promises a showcase for Hunter and Bobby as the series makes the most of them before the Marvel's most wanted spinoff possibly steals them away. Uh, Jeffrey Bell, uh, the executive producer, says, we hope that one day they may have their own show, but while they're on S.H.I.E.L.D., we want to take advantage of who they are and give the audience as much of their relationship with one another and with other people as possible to make that really satisfying. We are aware that there is a potential imminent end, but they won't be neglected in the meantime. Yeah. The spin-off and... will tank. <laughs> I am going to watch that spin-off. I'm... <laughs> and we also have a little bit of information on the episode following that, episode 13, which is called Parting Shot. Uh, Bobby and Hunter become trapped in an assassination plot after tracking Malik to Russia, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. team is changed forever after trying to save lives on the line. Oh, see, <laughs> I told you there's not going to be a show because they're going to die. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what Mar- you fail to realize is they're going to be zombies on their fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> Marvel's Agents of Shield has been renewed for a fourth season. Yay! Uh, and, <laughs> and in the return, we see that another character from the comic has been introduced, that of Yo-Yo Rodriguez. Although in the show, she's called Elena, also known as Slingshot, played by Mexican actress Natalie Natalia Cordova Buckley. In the comic, she is the daughter of the supervillain known as the Griffin, and she's Puerto Rican. And the Inhuman Gorgon is also introduced, or the character that's based on Gorgon, uh, as an Inhuman with the ability to cause paralysis with a look. He's based on a villain from the comic who was an actual, who was actually a Wolverine villain, and led the Assassin Guild called the Hand. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, They're not going to do any continuity, but like. It still makes me happy to hear that. Yeah, I know. I, the, the geek in me had to dig all that up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, also, also uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, so what's going to happen with the Gorgon that's actually an inhuman? There's actually an inhuman called Gorgon. Right, right. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, but are we going to actually see those inhumans? I guess that's the question. In the movie. Uh, are they still doing the inhumans movie? It's supposed yeah, to be, they but they it's haven't. Like, but they haven't called this guy Gorgon, so you know he, he. They haven't referred to him by name as yet. I just know that that's with the power set he has. That's right. kind of where, you know, where it was going because um, that character actually did appear in the Secret Warriors comic at some point down the road. Uh, let's see. Uh, also of note is the fate of Grant Ward, having been consumed by the inhuman creature that lived on and terrorized the distant planet Maveth, Ward is now the conglomeration of parasitic organisms known as the Hive. The Hive first debuted uh, years ago in the Secret Warrior comic books that S.H.I.E.L.D. is now seemingly plumbing for story information as a Hydra-created assembly of a genetically engineered parasite that can now occupy a human host. The series iteration, however, will present its own unique twist and be very different from what Marvel enthusiasts may have seen on the printed page. Uh, more information uh, when asked when asked if the agents of Shield will tie into Captain America's Civil War, uh, Clark Gregg points out that maybe it already has, since the first half of the season set up the beginning of the Secret Warriors and some stuff that may connect with Civil War, although he won't say for sure. But with the Inhuman outbreak, you have people with power suddenly all over the place, and there are those who feel that people who evolve differently need to be eradicated. And there are also those that remember that those people are also inhumans and they're going to be divisions all which kind of sounds like the seeds of what civil war can become in other marvel news uh daredevil season two is set to premiere on march 18th and the new season promises to introduce frank castle also known as the punisher played by john bernthal formerly of the walking dead and we will also see matt murdoch's former lady love electra played by elodie jung and i am loving her costume um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this season looks to be more cinematic and superhero like uh, than in the previous season so it should uh, give us a lot more um, superheroic action and also promises to have more um, focuses more on you know Matt's uh, acceptance of, of his vigilante status 
Uh, we also recently uh, got a look at the final trailer for Captain America Civil War and gave us our first real glimpse of Spider-Man as he will appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, seemingly Tony Stark's secret weapon, the movie being set for a May 6th release. Hmm. You know what? It's going to be a nice little summer, isn't it? Yeah. That Civil War trailer, that second one, I was like, oh, shit. That looks good. Yeah. yeah, I saw um, I saw a tweet from Chris Evans. He was just like, "What did he say?" He's like, "I, I have no words, I'm speechless." I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I cut out a piece of it and I'm using it on my Facebook profile. Oh, no. <laughs> did you did you notice Spider Man's eyes move? Yes, yes, yes. I I cussed out, I cussed out everybody. Kiss my ass and suck my toe. I don't, I don't care. You know, it, I know it might be a little cartoony for some people, but I thought it was kind. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was awesome. He's very bright red, though. He's very. I mean, they didn't use. They used the color palette of the comics. They didn't use the color palette from the previous Spider-Man movies, where he's kind of, you know, it's a darker sort of. They they used a bright bright comic book red for his look and and I think that's what works for the Avengers movies, you know they look like the comics. It was neat. We need to work on uh, Scarlet Witch's look though. Mm, yeah, I got it. We don't need pink tights, but we something we, we, need, to, <laughs> we need to work with her. We work with her, you know. But yeah. That was a good little bunch of spoilers you gave us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, what is everybody's last uh, last uh, uh, thoughts on this episode? Good, bad, and indifferent. Good, and I'm hoping to see more of uh, Yo Yo or however you want to call her, Elena. Like, yeah. But the fact that like they're they're splitting up like the secret warriors and having them be in separate places almost kind of makes me want to like see more in humans, see like what else they can like pull out of a hat. So I can see because I love watching all these like various powers and superheroes and stuff. Like, bring it on. Uh, yep. I, Go ahead, Deidre. 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 Sir. I liked the episode. I look forward to the next episode. I was so happy when Bobby got taken down. I'm telling you, that was just like the best in the world. That was the coolest. I loved it. I was so hoping. I was so hoping that the pain would be so severe that her hair would turn back to its natural color. But you know, he went easy on it. But poor on the haterade. Let the hate (laughs) grow. You know. You know. A couple weeks she came from my she came from my my Jean Grey a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, That's, what, whatever, whatever, Deidre, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, your final thoughts. Those who haven't given theirs. 
Um, I, I'm I'm excited about the return. Uh, I'm looking forward to see to seeing how things develop with um, with the hive. Uh, I definitely think that um, that Malik is is going to find himself quickly over in over his head, thinking that you know this creature is going to be able to be controlled. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that face crack. That yeah, I mean, talk about buying your own red shirt and putting it on, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to uh, to more. I in my heart of hearts, I keep wanting Raina to pop out. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh no, she's wow. she's tulip on preacher. She's not coming back. I, I, I know, I know. I, mm. I would love to. I just, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, she's actually in enough. She's gonna be in Warcraft. She's gonna be in Warcraft. Uh, God damn, props to the actress. Mm. She's such a good actress. You know, she was in um, um, World War Z. You mm. know. Mm-hmm. I was like, if Raina and Doctor Who can't get Brad Pitt out of this mess, I don't know who who could. She's so good at making me hate her. So I'm like, shit. (laughs) On one hand, I'm like, she's a good actress. I hope she's back. On the other hand, I'm like, I, I. I cannot have that much hatred go through my chest. Please no. She cannot control the hatred force. <laughs> it's too much. Overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> no more hatred. Okay, so join us next time for a brand new installment of The Shield Files. Visit poppychilloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the shield files. Also like Poppy Chilo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chilo Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychiloradio.com. Are you interested in joining Poppy Chilo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychiloradio.com. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Right. Good night, agents. Good night, agents. Like and subscribe to us. Review us. Yes, please. And remember to touch and taste the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Jarvelous. Jarvelous, indeed. Good night, everybody, and good night for Adrian Hoskins, who is away on a top, top, top secret mission. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Shield Files. Good night. (laughs) 